Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. Coast to Coast, presented by Wheeland Engineering and brought to you by Hercules Tires. I'm Hannah Newhouse, joined as always by Kyle Rickey. And Kyle, this past weekend was an off weekend for NASCAR's regional touring divisions, but we've got a lot of off-season news that has been brought up. We're excited to cover it here on Coast to Coast. We're going to start things off here with something called the Bill McAnally Drivers Academy, which was announced throughout the off-season and quite an interesting twist to short track racing we're going to see this season, Kyle. Yeah, you know, Bill McAnally is is one of those strong individuals on the West Coast that has groomed so many young drivers over the years with Bill McAnally Racing in what was the NASCAR Kane and Pro Series West and now is the Arkham Menard Series West. And uh, he's taking it to a different level, uh, starting his own driver's academy. Um, 14 drivers, I believe, is uh, the, the minimum that's going to take part in a lot of these events. 40 races over the course of, of the year at five different racetracks. Um, and I think the driver that earns the most credits or points uh, gets an opportunity late in the year to run the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series race at the Phoenix Raceway and some Arkham Menard Series West Rides as well uh, out in that series over on the West Coast. So um, pretty cool, a, an opportunity that we have not really seen quite like this before, and I'm excited to see how it's going to play out on Speedsport.tv. Yeah, he's ultimately created his own series. They will be running uh, Arca-style chassis. They've got the Roush Yates engine. So they're ultimately running a smaller Arca Menard series out there. They're running uh, Roseville, Kern, Irwindale. And then they're going to go road course racing at Sonoma and Thunder Hill, which is a racetrack we don't hear of too often. So excited to see how that's going to all play out. Again, 16 weekends, two-day shows at each of them. And how they broke it down, Kyle, you'd mentioned, you know, getting that opportunity of points to race for the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series race at Phoenix. Um, actually, at the end of race 14, 24, and 32, the highest points-placing driver at that moment will get the opportunity to run an ARC race. And then for each win that a driver gets, they get a raffle ticket. And that raffle ticket eventually will go into a bucket and drawn, and that driver will get the chance to race for that truck race at Phoenix. So uh, the more wins, the better the chances. But like we said, Kyle, we haven't seen this in short track racing, you know, the closest thing that I could even compare this to would be NASCAR's Drive for Diversity program, yep. where they take drivers, you know, and they're running in the lower divisions, whether that's the Wheel and All-American Series or the ARCA East at the moment. And the ultimate goal is to move them up. But uh, this is a little different. It is a pay-to-play driver's academy, which we um, haven't really seen. No, I mean, we've seen development teams, but we've never really seen a development series under one current owner in the Arkham Menards West and obviously very successful on the West Coast and Bill McAnally. So it's going to be interesting to see the first race weekend coming up in about a month from now, I believe, on March 26th and 27th at All-American Speedway. So uh, still a lot of announcements to be made regarding who the drivers are, um, but we know of at least one of them, Hannah, that will be joining us in studio during the show. 
Yeah, Amber Balkin joining us here a little bit later to talk about being part of the BMR Drivers Academy, ultimately how she's made the transition from dirt to pavement back to dirt and now making that jump once again to stock cars in the BMR Academy. So looking forward to talking to her about that and ultimately watching this because we're going to see, I think, a lot of different drivers partake in this. Uh, There's more on the line than we usually see. Um, Obviously a championship at the end of it, but you're always looking for that next opportunity to move up. So uh, for any more information, if you want to learn a little bit more about the BMR Drivers Academy, you can visit their website, which is bmrdriversacademy.com. Bill obviously always posting uh, videos, social. I think he gave a tour of the shop the other day, showing some of the cars that they're going to be racing. So uh, always good content to see on there. But we're going to take a quick break, get Amber here in studio with us, and talk a little bit more about the Academy. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights. Whelan also produces white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on-site to meet the toughest industry certifications. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 19. 19- Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTires.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTires.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Welcome back to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. We broke down the Bill McAnally Racing Drivers Academy before we went to break, and now we've got one of the drivers joining us now who will be competing in that Drivers Academy over the summer. Amber Balkin joins us here in studio. First and foremost, it is so nice to be able to have someone here in studio. Kyle, I love you. But uh-huh. having a person here in the studio is definitely exciting. Uh, it's something we haven't had for quite a while. So first off, Amber, thanks for taking some time out of your day to join us. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. So the Driver Academy, it's something new. We haven't seen anything like this uh, in quite some time, if really at all, in the short track racing community. First off, how did this come about for you with the connection with Bill McAnally Racing to ultimately take part in this academy? Quite a few years ago, I've tested with Bill, and Bill's definitely been a team that I always wanted to um, race with. and. Quite a few weeks before I talked to Bill, I was talking with my sponsor, Icon Direct, who came on board for the full season this year. And I was asking, you know, where where do you want to race? Do you want to be on the East Coast, West Coast, National? Where do you want to be? He says, well, I think the West Coast would be great. So I'm like, perfect, perfect, great opportunity to call up Bill. And so I called Bill to actually talk about the West, Arco West races. And he said, hey, we got this new great program, the BMR Drivers Academy, 40 races. It's a little less expensive than Arco uh, series and and you get 40 races like that's insane so I was like this is perfect I need seat time this is going to give me that seat time to help develop my skills and um, just lead me on the right track 40 races and I believe five different tracks that make up this schedule how much experience do you have at these tracks and how will you research these facilities if you've never been to them before to kind of prepare yourself yeah, the road courses, I'm excited, but also pretty nervous. I have zero road course experience, like not even go-karts other than going to GoPro a couple times. But um, so definitely have a lot of learning to do for the road course side of things. I've been to Irwindale. I raced uh, one race there a lot two years ago with um, uh, Tim Huddleston, except 
got crashed out on the first lap. Uh, qualified third, though, so I really like Irwindale. I'm super excited to go there. Um, tested at Roseville with Bill a few years ago, but other than that, I really don't have much experience. No experience at Curtin County, Hannah. I know you do, so I'll probably be texting you for some tips there. <laughs> yeah, those racetracks are all really uh, good short tracks out on the West Coast. Interesting to see, though, again, you'd mentioned running Sonoma and Thunder Hill. Uh, for people that aren't familiar with it, Thunder Hill outside of uh, like Willow Springs. It's not somewhere that we see NASCAR really go to anymore. So that's not even one you can really get on iRacing and go in practice there. So I'm sure everyone is in the same boat when they go to Willow. But for people who may not know Amber and her background, of course, Amber, you came from the dirt world. You came from the sprint car world and eventually made that transition into stock cars being the uh, limited late model where you collected a win and then also that ARCA start. What has been the hardest transition, the hardest thing to grasp in transitioning from dirt cars to pavement? Um, just. I guess, obviously, the surface is the first one, but then the cars are just a lot bigger, a lot heavier. Um, They react differently. But I really think that racing dirt helped with the transition. I think it gives me a better feel for the car. So um, I'm really excited to be back on pavement, though. I did race dirt last year and had a pretty bad crash. And so I know my parents are happy about me going back to stock cars, and I'm really excited. I've been on iRacing, and I'm ready to have a great year. I was re- doing some research last night and that crash kind of came up. I remember watching it live, the Power Eye Midget event last June, I believe. Some pretty serious injuries. Was, ever, there, was there ever a thought to say, okay, you know what, this might be enough for me to walk away? Yeah, I mean, growing up racing sprint cars, I flipped a lot, had a lot of concussions. That's part of open wheel racing, but this one was different. It was very vicious and hard, and I was in the hospital for three days, collapsed long, burns to my arms. And um, when I woke up in the car, I saw the paramedics around me, and then I actually fell back asleep or passed out, and then I woke up again in the ambulance. When I woke up, I couldn't feel my arms or my legs, so I I thought I was paralyzed at that time, and that was the first time I've ever had that type of experience. So I remember that night, I actually told my parents and my fiancé that I was done racing, and then about two days later, I was figuring out how how fast I could recover and get back in the car. So, um, I mean, every racer knows this is an addiction, it's a lifestyle, it's passion and love, and... I can't see my life without it. And and to continue on that, you know, people that follow you on social media have followed the grind that started when you came over here, you know, with the Drive for Diversity program, tried that, did the limited late model program with Lee, um, you know, went back to power. I went back to dirt racing. It's a grind and it's not easy here to have something finally come through some solidity. I know you had some um, issues before the season even really started on getting something secure. And then this comes about what is the, you know, it's all coming coming to you. You know, all that work's paid off. What what are the emotions in that? Yeah, it's just so much gratitude, and I'm so thankful that I never gave up. You know, this is a really difficult industry to be in, especially when you don't have that financial backing. And since the age of 10, I've been raising my own sponsorships, and it, it's tough, especially when you get to these levels. And to have Icon Direct come on board for an entire season, it's this, I think, is so far is the greatest accomplishment of my career, being able to secure this large of a sponsorship on my own, too. So um, I'm super thankful for them. And now I finally have an opportunity to focus on driving and seeing what I can do with these 40 races and building a lot on that momentum, developing my skills. So that's what I'm mainly excited for. I don't have to worry about how I'm going to find sponsorship for the next race. I can just focus on being the best driver I can be. You mentioned you went back dirt racing last year. Uh, was that always in the plan? Did COVID-19 and all the shutdowns that happened last year affect your initial plans for, for the 2020 season? It did, yeah. I had some partnerships lined up, and then when COVID hit, they all backed out. And I said, you know what, how can I get in the seat, 
for is more races with less money. And I was like, well, dirt track racing is a little less um, expensive. So I um, talked to some people and met up with Flea Ruzik, who is an amazing crew chief and just person. I absolutely loved working with him. I hope to again in the future because he's awesome. Um, but I uh, had, re- had a lot of fun with him. And I think even though I kind of wish I stayed on pavement for the experience now for this year, I'm still really thankful that I got to experience that season with him, even though it was partial races, um, because he taught me how to have fun again. And I think a lot of drivers forget to have fun. We start out, you know, doing this because it's fun. And um, it just reminded me, hey, have fun. That's why he started doing this. And I do a lot better when I have fun, when I'm relaxed, when I'm enjoying myself. I drive better and I have better results. So it was a good reminder going into this season. And speaking of having fun, uh, we often talk about it too. Uh, Dylan and I, my boyfriend, we both are race car drivers, uh, both work in the same industry. So the competitive nature is outlandish. I mean, it's always a race for anything and everything in our house. Your fiance is not a race car driver, but instead uh, a football player for the CFL. So he knows the competition aspect. I know you guys are constantly competing against each other in everything. What is that dynamic like now knowing you're going to go to the West Coast here to chase your dream? He's in Canada, still pursuing his dream of playing in football. Talk about that dynamic. Honestly, I think it's awesome. It's going to allow us both to focus on our careers. With COVID, he wasn't playing football. I wasn't racing that much. So now we finally get to, you know, I get a full season in racing. He gets a full season in football. And we push each other for the best, though. You know, we we hold each other accountable and um, we make each other better. So sometimes he can be a little bit hard on me, but, um, you know, I, I know to call him out, too. So we just really want the best for each other. And the fact that I have someone that understands, you know, the athletic mindset and knowing that racing has to come first sometimes. And he understands that because he's an athlete as well. So that definitely helps the situation and having that support and him always believing me and telling me that I should go after my dreams. You know, that's you need to support a partner when when you're living a life like this. Since beginning your career in go-karts on dirt, has pavement always been the goal? No, actually, it hasn't. Um, my goal was to race sprint cars. That was always my goal. I Like I said before, you know, my dad said, if you want to race, you have to do this on your own. You got to get the sponsorship to do it. So for me, just racing a 410 sprint car was like, whoa, like if I could do that, I've made it, you know. And then um, when I did race 410 sprint cars, that's when the NASCAR diversity program reached out to me. And I was like, oh, NASCAR, like. I didn't even think that that could be a possibility. And once I went there and got a taste for it and came to North Carolina and kind of opened my eyes to see what was could be possible for my future. So um, the more I see and the more I like unlock in the world, I like my my goals just keep getting higher and higher. And I'm like, I, I just want to live out my potential and see what I'm capable of. And to follow up on that, now that you see someone like Christopher Bell, who took a similar path from Oklahoma, it did the dirt track deal, did the sprint cars now a cup series winner. Does that hit home a little bit with you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, watching Tony Stewart, Jeff Gordon, Kyle Larson, you know, they make it look so easy though. They're like, oh yeah, we'll just go from dirt and hop in a pavement car and win. It's not as easy as they make it look, but um, I'm definitely happy that I got to experience the path I have. It's like, you know, Hannah, it's been a struggle. It, I've had a lot of struggles. It's been hard to get the sponsorship to race, but um I'm just living in this moment right now, and I'm super excited for this season. And 40 races, oh, I'm just, I'm so pumped. Outside of family, who have some of your mentors been throughout your driving career? Um, I Honestly, I haven't had, like, real true mentors, I'd say. You know, my dad is someone I've always looked up to just because he he didn't, his dad didn't race. Even though I'm a third-generation racer, I actually get that from my mom's side. 
Um, so my dad grew up as a fan and said, hey, I want to race. And he kind of built his own racing program on his own, figuring it out, learning and researching to try to make it work. And I feel like I've kind of taken that from him. I kind of, you know, I got my work ethic from him and just always finding a way. You just figure it out, you know. So I guess um, I would say my dad. Irvin, I know your parents are excited to be able to watch you again. All of these races will be on Speed Sport Live. So, Amber, thank you so much for taking some time hanging out here with us today. We're looking forward to watching it. Uh, just one more short track thing that you guys can watch at home each and every week. Uh, there's lots of it already between Track Pass, but now we've got the BMR Drivers Academy where you can watch Amber. So, best of luck. We're looking forward to uh, watching you this season. Thanks, Anna. Again, Amber Balkin joined us here in studio, one of the drivers for the Bill McAnally Driving Academy this up and coming summer. But we're going to take a quick break. When we return, we've got your wheel and engineering, wheel and modified. Kyle Larson brings his Chevy four tires to Noco Racing Fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's not here for Ryan Blaney. Four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak warning this product contains nicotine nicotine is an addictive chemical underage sale prohibited introducing zone nicotine pouches the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort longer lasting flavor and nicotine that satisfies whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths find zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you own your zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. It's Spotlight. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights. Whelan also produces white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on-site to meet the toughest industry certifications. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 19. 19- Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Time now for another Wheel and Engineering Modified Tour Driver Spotlight here on NASCAR Coast to Coast, joined by a Wakefield, New Hampshire driver, Melissa Fifield, who has been on the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour for the past seven seasons. She will enter her eighth season here in 2021. Melissa, thanks for taking the time to join us here today. Hi, Kyle. Thanks for having me on. Now, you have a pretty small operation on the Modified Tour, just you and your dad, maybe a couple of family friends. How difficult is that uh, compared to a lot of these mega teams that we talk to every week that have a dozen or more guys, including full-time employees that work on their car? I don't think you have that luxury. No, I do not, unfortunately. I do have a great group of volunteer guys, some from Connecticut, some from Massachusetts that, uh, you know, meet us at the racetrack and just do it because they love it. And of course, I have the support of my dad and, you know, family back at home, but uh, 
it's, it definitely makes it tough. Last season was tough trying to make sure you had enough people if everyone would show up. And But going into this year, I think uh, I think we've got a great group of guys. Certainly not as it. much, but... <laughs> I bet it was tough, especially uh, in a pandemic last season. Um, let's go back to the beginning now. Uh, what sparked your interest in racing as a youngster? So I grew up going to the races when I was about five or six with my family. They thought about a cheap outing, but I fell in love with race cars the moment I saw them. And, you know, I didn't start till I was about 12. So I begged from five years old on to get get going and I uh, started when I was in go-karts and, you know, won a track championship there. And I grew up going to Loudon since I was five and fell in love with the Modifieds. And it was always a dream of mine to be able to race a Modified, just watching them. And there's just something special about them. And, you know, the NASCAR tour is the best drivers in the world. And you only get better racing with the best drivers. First time I saw you in an Allison Legacy car at the Waterford Speed Bowl. Uh, you found some success in that division, but jumped to the Modifieds pretty quick uh what kind of determined that route for you to to go from an Allison legacy car I'm not sure if there was much time between that and jumping in a tour car not much time between that um I had tested a late model I had an opportunity to have a full ride with that and it just wasn't something that I was in love with I knew modifieds were my passion and and knew from that moment my next step was to you know go into a modified when you go to the garage, uh, some of these racetracks, especially this year, we're going to go to several new facilities. Who do you lean on? Are there, is there people in the garage that you go to and, and ask for advice, either with the car or, or how to get around some of these racetracks? So we do have support from Fury. It's a little different now with you know everything going on, not having as much track support hands-on there. But um, you know, I used to go to Wade Cole a lot and he was kind of my uh, buddy for support there, but there's a few drivers out there. If you have any questions or aren't sure about something, you can kind of reach out to for a couple of things. Right around 100 starts on the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour. You've raced on all the tour tracks over the last seven years. Do you have a favorite? Ooh, I would say, actually, I love Bristol. That was probably one of the funnest tracks we went to. Uh, obviously, New Hampshire Motor Speedway being my home track is has a special place in my heart just growing up there and it's every time I get to roll through the tunnel it's it's like a, a dream come true still I get goosebumps being able to race there you're the only lady in the field full-time we see Amy Catalano come down we saw Renee Dupree in the modified tour years ago um, we see a lot in the SK lights and the SK modifieds at Stafford and Thompson why do you think we don't see that many on the NASCAR wheel and modified tour and make it to that level I think um, I think we're going to see females coming up through where you mentioned there's a lot in SK lights, SKs right now. Um, you know, there's other series too right now with modifieds with the open shows and everything. So there's a lot of competition in the modified series on where to run, where to race and everything. But I think in the next couple of years, I think you're going to see a surge, you know, potentially in the tour or, you know, other touring series across New England. That's true. Definitely a lot of options for modified racing up here in New England. Uh, we talked about a lot of the newness in 2021, going to Lancaster, New York uh, for the first time, going to Beach Ridge for the first time in 15 years. And of course, we open the season in Martinsville here in a couple of weeks time. What are you looking forward to most this 2021 season and the 14 races that we do have? You know, I'm really looking forward to going to tracks that I haven't been to yet. You know, I'm excited for Martinsville uh, getting there. I think that's going to be a great season opener. I think there's a lot of buzz around it. And, you know, I, 
I like the 14 races. It makes it a little bit easier for our smaller teams, especially right now with everything going on. So as much as I'd love to race every day, and unfortunately the budget wise, you know, doesn't go for that right now. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, racing can't be full time because we live up here in, in the Northeast and it snows, I feel like five or six months out of the year. That's an exaggeration, but maybe not really after this past winter. What's life like for you off the racetrack when you're not in your modified strapped in? It uh, looks like you're at work right now, actually. Yes, I am. So uh, in 2019, I opened a uh, used car dealership. And not only am I able to run the race cars here and run that business as well, but, you know, I, I work seven days a week and, and selling cars and running the operation here. And so that's always been a dream of mine. I had worked in the automotive industry for a while and wanted to have a business where both businesses work together and seems to be going pretty good so far. So are there any other hobbies besides racing and work? There's, you know, I go to the gym. That's about it. I've pretty much working seven days a week because uh, I like to cook. I like to bake, but I'm pretty busy as it is right now. <laughs> you're going to pay for, pay for that race car that you're going to kick off here in just a couple of weeks time at the Martinsville Speedway. Um, Melissa, thanks for joining us here on NASCAR Coast to Coast and our wheel and engineering modified tour driver spotlight. Look forward to seeing you during the 2021 modified season. Yeah, thank you for having me on. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights. Whelan also produces white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on-site to meet the toughest industry certifications. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 19. 52. Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTires.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTires.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Welcome back to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. This up and coming weekend, we're finally seeing some short tracks bounce back into action after having a weekend or so off. One of those racetracks being Five Flags Speedway down in Pensacola. They will host the second race of the season for the ARCA East Series for the Pensacola 200 presented by Inspectra. 15 drivers are entered, one of those being 
the last race winners, Max Gutierrez, uh, who obviously won in a very entertaining fashion, Kyle. But I think Taylor Gray and uh, Sammy Smith are looking for a little redemption this upcoming weekend. Yeah, three-wide finish at New Smyrna a couple of weeks ago, giving Max his first career win in the Arc Menards East Series. A great race, but yeah, Taylor's entered, um, running for the championship for David Gilliland Racing, Sammy Smith with JGR, uh, Raja Karuth is back with Rev Racing. Going to be a great show, uh, Daniel Dye, Ben Kennedy Racing. You can watch it all uh, this Saturday, February 27th, 6 p.m. on NBC Gold Track Pass, uh, as you can watch all the Arkham Menards East and West races uh, at that platform. We talk about all the platforms that we have available to us to watch short track racing. Speaking of that, Speed Sport has an exciting one on this weekend as well. One of my favorite races out on the West Coast each and every weekend, the Chili Willy, has some big entries. uh, And and they've overcome a lot to actually get this event happening. I've been seeing all of the, uh, I don't want to call it drama, but everything that's been taking place to get this event to happen. They had to cut classes. They had to cut spectators. But it looks like the Chili Willy is going to happen this weekend. Yeah, the junior late models were on the schedule. They've been cut from the race program. No spectators. However, hot passes or pit passes are available for pit entry for folks that want to go that are not part of a race team. So uh, check out Tucson Speedway on their social media platforms. Preston Peltier, the big winner last year in this race. Uh, As of right now, 22 super late models entered, including Tyler Tanner, Chris Eggleston, who you know, has had a lot of success with Bill McAnally uh, in the past. Uh, Cody Vanderwall, Vanessa Robinson, and 2019 winner Michael Scott uh, all entered for the race this weekend at Tucson. I always have to giggle when I hear the name Michael Scott because I think I've watched think too of many office. office uh, yeah, I've watched too many Office episodes just to hear the name Michael Scott uh, fall fall in line with a race winner. But again, always a good race to watch. There, plenty of racing action this weekend, but. We're getting ready to really jump headfirst into the season. Snow starts to melt across the country. Uh, but our friends over in Europe having a little bit more of a difficult time getting their season jump started, Kyle, and we're seeing some schedule changes over there. Yeah, much like 2020, uh, where they raced up until, I think, Christmas Eve. Uh, they were already having to shuffle some some dates of the NASCAR Wheel and Euro Series. Their season opier, opener, that is, scheduled in Valencia, Spain. Um, will now be run May 14th, 15th, and 16th, pushed back a couple of weeks, still acting as the season opener. Um, also, the Grand Prix of Italy weekend in Rome, that has been uh, postponed right now indefinitely. They expect to announce a date uh, for that event in the coming weeks, and that date is expected to be in the fall when hopefully uh, things are, are pretty open back up over, uh, over in Europe. So we'll see. They're already, I mean, they're getting ahead of it, and, and I like that. You know, there's still a couple of months out before their season is even scheduled to begin. So uh, get ahead of it, and uh, hopefully by May we'll be in a better place. Hey, listen, I mean, I'm all I'm glad we're getting ahead of it too because as much as I love iRacing, racing, I really love race cars <laughs> on race tracks at real race tracks across the country. So uh, I'm sure their drivers agree with that as well, and they want to get as much track time as possible. So they're willing to work with the schedule changes. Um, Kyle, are you still banned from iRacing? racing? I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I got rid of my stuff like six, seven years ago and haven't got it back out yet. So I assume I'm good, but you never should assume. Yeah, tough deal. I would keep you banned on iRacing if I were them as well. But again, guys, thanks so much for hanging out with us here on NASCAR Coast Coast presented by Wheel and Engineering and brought to you by Hercules Tire. Uh, lots of short track racing that you guys can check out throughout the weekend, whether that's the Arca East 
for the Chili Willy out in Tucson. We'll have more racing coverage for you next week here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. I'm Hannah Newhouse for Kyle Ricky and producers Craig Moore and Alexa Henry, and we will see you guys next week.